What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Slim Cogcast. It is at Slim Cognito on this Monday morning, and I just want to let y'all know that uh, we've been doing quite a bit this week, and to kick it off with what I've been playing, it's been a very amazing week, by the way. I would like some recommendations on um, some of these easy endeavors that's been going around, because I've been looking for assets and eliminating liabilities, and I want to. I, I hate the fact that I couldn't get in on that Logan Paul Mayweather fight. Because I'm not a gambling man, but I can see an obvious win when I see one. And that could have been in a, a small, you know, 200 or something. You know what I mean? Anywho, on to the topics. What I've been playing this week, man. All right, so this week I've been putting a little work more into Ghost Runner and Vampire the Masquerade, which I am eager to get back into. But I, I, I just haven't had the energy to just jump right on in. And I've only been able to just you know when you sit down and you just feel like playing something sometimes you just want to hop into a competitive game and play some matches you know and we've been doing some knockout city going crazy if you missed the stream you need to go catch that because i was undefeated in the new free-for-all mode um the people i mean bro i really cannot be fucked with in that game i don't mean to brag but to humbly say i am smacking people with these dodgeballs you understand me but let's get on into it and just uh, let you know that I also went ahead and watched me some Jujutsu Kaisen and I finished the season. And boy, the only, I say it's a 9 out of 10, maybe 8.5 because although everything was perfect, music was great, the characters were great, good action, great animation, CG work was so good that you could hardly tell it sometimes and that's very good work. And you can tell MAPPA learned a lot from working with Attack on Titans animation. So I really like to see what they've done in the achievements. Also, the only gripes that I have is that once you got to like the last few episodes, a lot of stuff felt like squished together and rushed. Especially the moments where they had to like fight one another. The classic moment of um, all the students coming together to fight in a tournament. And then the tournament gets interrupted by a big bad villain guy. Y you're supposed to let that play out. And I feel like it just... I mean, I don't know. It, it could be a negative thing in that it felt rushed. But at the same time, you could look at it optimistically and say that they didn't waste so much time. And then make you wait every week for another episode just to see another bit of the tournament you know which is something that was kind of frustrating for my hero academia lately but um and and i gotta be honest about that episode as well the latest episode of my hero academia was kind of like flaccid like i enjoyed the fact that they were showing that he's got new powers with the one for all but it, it i had more fun watching bakugo operate and i wanted to see deku show something that was you know interesting and 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 hype you know what i mean and this is interesting, but he 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 was in deck. He, he bro, he in Bakugo shadow right now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe not in terms of raw power, but in terms of a character, he's in his shadow for sure. So, and 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 as the the type of fan I am, I love my media to show character growth. I love to see character growth and character struggle. And seeing Bakugo's growth is a breath of fresh air. It's making me super happy, and I love it. And at the same grip, it's making me realize just how little Deku... Like, Deku's changed a lot, but not that much. He just cries less. You know what I mean? And he's dedicated. He, he works a little harder. But, man, I don't, I don't see him 
you know, having the same type of, you know, the it's not the same gravitas of Bakugo's redemption. And it's it's just hard to say. So moving from there though, I'm still enjoying it and I hope to see some more that's gonna be uh real good for the rest of the season. Hopefully they got something in store for us. Now, the thing I wanted to say about my impressions thus far with um Vampire the Masquerade Bloodline, that game is dark. And just to prove it, I'm going to put a little clip at the end of this video for those who are watching the YouTube version. I'm sorry for the Spotify listeners, but I'm going to put a little clip at the end of some dialogue between an NPC and the character that I was playing. And I'll just let you draw your own conclusion, but I'm just going to say that game is pretty damn dark. And it goes there repeatedly. Like, I'll, and for the Spotify listeners, I'll just go ahead and give you an example. There is a mission where you had to investigate people because you you are a part of a vampire society and there are people going around spreading a blood disease. And this blood disease was being used as a weapon in order to um, eradicate the vampires and the humans, of you know, and get rid of certain, you know, existing people in order to cause a new world order. And... They made a whole cult around it, but the biggest issue was you had to track down those who were spreading the blood virus. And the blood virus was being spread in many different ways, but one of the ways was from a, how do you say, a sex worker of sorts. And you found out through a woman who was human, and she was infected with the blood virus. And... <laughs> The thing is, the the vampire that gave her that virus did not bite her. And the only way that this is transmitted is either by blood transfusion or ingestion of another person's blood. I will let you all draw your own conclusions with the information I've given you thus far. And we're going to jump on from this part and segment of the podcast and get into the news. So, first thing on the docket to discuss... Sony Studio Boss says not to expect future PS5 exclusive to hit the PC at launch over on PCGamer.com. Basically, um, they saw the numbers for um, Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn doing good on PC. So they're planning on porting more in-house first-party games from Sony over to the PC, which is good for us. But also, they made sure to note that your best way to experience these games will be on the PlayStation console, which is letting us know that it's going to be timed exclusive for maybe months to years before it comes to PC. So do with that information as you will. But that's what I surmise from this. And it would be smart for them to do that, to be honest. I mean, wouldn't it be dumb to make first party games and then risk your first party games to just be, you know, lost with um, revenue loss from the cut to steam and other platforms and you know having all these other you know development issues making sure that it runs for the pc platform like this is a lot when you could just spend the money to develop the game in-house first party and then make sure it runs well on your hardware that's just protecting assets right there and it's plain and simple you know that's pretty smart but it would be nice if they will go ahead and port you know some of those 
other classics from PS4 and PS3 on over, you know, they have announced, we, I think we talked about it last week, that Uncharted 4 was coming to PC. And it would be nice if they would go ahead and give us Bloodborne so I can play it in 60 frames per second. And I'm not going to shut up about it until we get it. But it's good to see that Horizon Zero Dawn did so well and the sequel will be coming on top of that. Which, by the way, before I move to the next docket, there's also a little side note that uh, it was announced that the God of War Ragnarok has been delayed to 2022, but it's also been confirmed to release on the PS4 and the PS5. So that tells me that they've been working on this ever since uh, maybe months after, right after the release of the 2018 God of War. So... It looks like his, it should be in his later stages of development, almost done, you know, and ready to go. And they're just polishing things up and making sure that everything's, you know, how it should be. And since it will be on PS4 and PS5, uh, there's no reason to expect a huge graphical update. Um, there really is no need for a huge graphical update, to be honest with you, because the game was already beautiful on the PS4. It looked very good, very crisp, great graphical detail. And there were no loading times aside from in between deaths and the initial boot of the game. So it was a seamless um, experience from the first scene to the last with no cuts. And that was what they set out to achieve. And they achieved it with, <laughs> with high marks. So yeah, respect to that. Anyway, another article over on PCGamer.com. CD Projekt Red has announced that, well, the boss of CD Projekt Red said that Cyberpunk 2077 will live up to what we promised to uh, surmise. Basically, what he's saying in this article is that they are still working around the clock. They have teams that are rotating and changing uh, in order to keep up with the expectations of AAA game development. And not only for their current product, Cyberpunk 2077, but also future products that they plan to release. So, yeah, CD Projekt is still in there and they're doing a thing and this is one of those rare occurrences where i win by being patient and playing the game i still haven't been spoiled i still don't know what exactly goes on in the entire plot so i can't wait um here over on toyinfinite.net watchdogs legion of the dead is a standalone zombies zombies game mode available on pc now so there's gonna be there's like an alpha of a watchdogs legion of the dead and you will be able to play multiplayer online to scavenge for survival resources and be extracted into safety while fighting against, let's see, who did they say you had to fight against? Um, Al Albion soldiers, uh, Clan Kelly members, as well as the undead. So that's going to be a thing. It's going to be standalone. I'm not sure the price. That's not been re you know released yet. Or even if it will be a price, it might be free to play. Who knows? But that seems like an interesting way to breathe new life into a game that you've already made. And you spend the money to make the assets and build the world. Why not, you know, give it a little spin? So, can't hate on that. Might be good. All right. And next, over on gamesindustry.biz, Tencent is shutting down Call of Duty Online in China. Now... The most we have is deciding the announcement. Ahmad said that declining revenue and lack of renewal from Activision are responsible for the game's closure. So right now, the main option in China is going to be Call of Duty Mobile. So I, it, it, it's, it's not enough information in this article to really parse what's happening, what's going on. But 
it's it when you at the end of the day with what they've given me it just sounds like there's business that just has not been handled yet so what what can you do about that but uh china and call of duty i don't even know how big that scene is i know there is a scene but i don't know how integral it is but who knows and who hardly cares Next on the docket on ArsTechnica.com, deleted Nintendo floppy recovers 26 layers full, 26 years later, excuse me, full of Earthbound secrets. Basically, this uh, floppy is supposed to have a bunch of information about Earthbound, aka Mother 2, and most of these secrets will be revealed. It should show up in YouTube's and your articles alike. So yeah, I imagine that it's going to be more about um, the works that Etoy has done while making this game. And although Mother 2 is an interesting title, <clears throat> I would like to um, see more about Mother 3 and its development, to be honest with you. Because Mother 3 is so impactful, so, 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 so good. And this is my bias, of course, because I haven't played Mother 2. But if um, there was a, a good ROM hack of Mother 2 that I that I need to go find, I think I heard of it. I can't recall, but it's supposed to be a lot of uh, quality of life changes that made the game better. So I might go back and check that out in order to you know really experience that, and that would be nice. But uh, yeah, the contents for the most part are all listed in the article below. Way too much to mention right now, but it is very interesting if you enjoy Earthbound. I do myself as well. So there you have it. And lastly on the docket, there's been an announced trailer for a game called Power World. Power World seems to be a third person open world Pokemon clone of a game, except with third person shooter mechanics which is very interesting and i can't I'm, I'm like i'm intrigued by the gameplay choices and the genre choice but i cannot get over this aesthetic that makes it look like a pokemon clone and the way nintendo and game freak have a chokehold on the entire industry with pokemon should let a lot of de developers know that there's no way that you can get a piece of that pie for more than maybe five years and then you you just gotta know you know what i mean like bakugan Yu-Gi-Oh, all these other well Yu-Gi-Oh is a different let's not say you but bakugan digimon all these other pretenders tim tim yokai watch these games cannot overshadow pokemon ever it never will no matter how many bad pokemon games come out terrible animes uh poor representation of the good manga like it's not gonna happen and they're just gonna just have to accept that move away from that so when i look at this all i can think of is genshin impact or pokemon every other person i've spoken to about this all they can think of is genshin impact or pokemon the only other thing that i could maybe draw a parallel to this game's design is like maybe monster hunter or something and even then eh like you know what i mean we it, you find your own style you know what i mean and i know this cell shaded polygons and, and anime art style is way cheaper to make on a graphical level but i find it hard to believe that you have to be bound to that style to be economically sound for your development but anywho's what do i know let's just move on and just let you know that uh i really appreciate y'all for stopping by go ahead and give it a like or a comment to let me know what you would like to see some new things some updates and Go ahead and subscribe so you can catch those things that you have recommended to me. 
Um, if for those who have asked or are curious, I will be streaming more uh, Knockout City. And for all the birthday wishes that I received, I do appreciate that and I thank you. And I'm glad that you all could be a part of Anywho's, y'all take care and always remember the channel motto, alright? Intentions are the most important, actions ain't nothing but loud, and words don't mean a damn thing. Peace.